money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's great because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And uh, you're Reb. And I'm Dave. Yes. So that kind of works. That's um, great. That's why we made the title the way we did. Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. But there is also another podcast called Let's Talk Money out there. But they're not having as, as much, much fun, fun as, as we are. Having, of course. <laughs> right? Speaking of which, we'll do a little bit of house keeping up front here. Um, if you would like to hear previous podcasts, there are multiple ways to do that. The best way, of course, is to get us right downloaded into your device, podcasts, uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, um, Spotify, all of those. Uh, just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb, and you will find us. If you don't have a player, you're not that tech savvy, just go to morethanenough.ca or, or chri.ca, and you can listen anytime on, on the archive shows there. So there's a little bit of housekeeping. One more thing. We uh, are so thankful to be able to bring this podcast to you, and we don't do it alone, even though you hear Reb and I speaking. There's so many people behind us and supporting us, and, and we've got some great sponsors that sponsor the show financially. And today, it's it's more than enough. It's us. Uh, we are the sponsor. So, of course, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, just go to morethanenough.ca and, and reach out through the website, and, and we'll get back to you. And you can touch. do their mortgage. We can coach you. We can do your taxes. We can mm-hmm. come and teach at your church or your small group or anything. Yeah, all kinds of things. So you can go to our website, morethanenough.ca, and find out what we do, how we can help you. Perfect. On with the show and all that housekeeping stuff. All right. uh, Well, this is the show before the long weekend of July 1st. So, And we we always try and do something interesting related to our... And we had a special guest all lined up. We did up. have a special guest lined up, but we're hoping that will happen in the fall now. A little because, bit disappointed we couldn't get well, him on we, Canada Well, we were Day. looking at, I can't even remember his title now, the uh, Financial Literacy Director. We do mm-hmm. have a mm-hmm. National Financial Literacy Director, and we have a database. Anyway, we're going to talk more about that in the fall, I think. We're going to try and get him. He just he just came into his position, so it was a little too soon to get him rounded up to be on the show. But we're going to work on getting him there. Anyway, Good. so then we were left scrambling. What are we going to do for Canada, Canada Day? Day? That's half interesting. Like, so I actually started thinking about... Um, how Canada, one of the reasons Canada came to be was because of some um, very determined politicians wanted to see our nation joined from sea to sea. And of course, that happened through the railway. So we're going to talk a little bit about the railroad and the laying of the tracks of the railroad today. Um, And how, of course, you guys, if you guys are listening to us at all, then you will know that we're going to compare that to our financial journey somehow, of course. So we're not going to... Of course, you know, if it's not a scripture (laughs) or or a historical event, it all all comes and ties into money. So what I'm actually going to do first is I found in one of my... uh, 
young adult books at home. I have a bunch of a series from Pierre Burton, and Pierre Burton is one of Canada's great historians and authors. He's no longer alive, but um, he has done so much research and writing on our history. Mm -hmm. And I have a little book called The Railway Pathfinders, and I want to read it to you. Uh, listeners, to so it's give like Canada Day story time. It is kind of Canada Day story time because it's he writes it so well to give us a picture and understanding of what that railway uh, has meant to our country, but how uh, how hard it was to actually get it to us mm-hmm. and what it means for us today. So it's called Pierre Burton the Railway F- Pathfinders. It's a little series on the adventures in Canadian history. The story of the building of the Pacific Railway across the gnarled rocks of the Canadian Shield, across the waving buffalo grass of the Central Plains, and through the passes of three mountain ranges in British Columbia, is one of the great epics in Canadian history. The railway held us together in the days before automobiles, buses, airplanes, or broadcasting. Before it was built, Canada was not a transcontinental country. 1,000 miles or 1,600 kilometers of rock and muskeg separated Ottawa and Toronto from the west. The prairies were the preserve of the Hudson's Bay Company and of the, of the Indians and Métis. There weren't even bridges across the great rivers because the Hudson's Bay Company didn't want settlers to invade this private territory. Beyond the plains stood a wall of cloud-tossed peaks, no fewer than three great mountain ramparts, the Rockies, the Selkirks, and the coastal mountains. Vancouver did not exist, neither did Revelstoke, Banff, Calgary, Moose Jaw, Regina, or Brandon. They were created by the railway. And so were scores of other towns and villages that sprang up when the line of steel was driven. We built the West at the same time we built the railway, and so the saga of its construction, and a romantic and adventurous saga it is, is central to our knowledge of Canadian history. Every nation has such an epic. The Vortrek of the Boers in what is now South Africa, the Long March of the Chinese, the American Civil War, the French Revolution, the Spanish Armada. Ours is the only country in which the great epic is the building of a railway. It's important to remember that the railway builders of the 19th century were operating blindly. No one knew where the western terminus would be. No one knew whether or not there were passes in the mountains through which the steel could thread its way. No one realized that there were swamps so vast that they could and would swallow an entire locomotive at a single gulp. No one realized the depth of the chasms in the mountains that would, requ- that would require the tallest wooden trestle bridges in the world. In those days, there was no mechanical earth-moving equipment, no bulldozers, for instance, only horse-drawn scrapers. The railway road builders would have to tear their way through massive obstacles using the most primitive of, of methods. Yet they did it, joining Canada from sea to sea and shaping a nation in the process. Today we drive from point to point along the Trans-Canada Highway that follows the railway route. We cross the Rogers Pass in the Selkirks by private car. But none of this easy sightseeing would have been possible if the railway builders hadn't done the spade work, literally in many cases that made it all come true. Anyway, that is um, from Pierre Burton's uh, little book, The Railway Pathfinders. And the book is actually about um, some of the surveyors um, like Walter Moberly, who 
um, competitively competitively went up against like several other surveyors to go to Johnny McDonald and say, I've got the best route possible. And um, it's what's interesting to me about doing some reading about the building of the railway and why we're, I mean, there's two reasons why we're talking about it. One, it's Canada Day. And as Pierre Burton summarizes, had we not had these surveyors and railway builders, we wouldn't have the nation that we do today um, because the railway not just connected people, it created uh, economies and villages and cities and uh, uh, the network of what mm-hmm. we have in Canada. And um, that that's one reason. I mean, it's Canada Day this weekend, so we look back at how our nation was built. But the other um, reason is we wanted to talk about laying tracks and they had to lay tracks, obviously, to get the train across the country. But in the same way, we have to lay tracks in our finances to get us to the destination we want to end up in. Mm. And if we're not laying the tracks in the right direction, we're not going to end up in the destination that we, we might want to have. So we're yeah, gonna- I mean, the metaphor is, is pretty powerful when you think of... You know, in our own financial stories, we really don't know what next week is going to bring, you know, in the sense of in our lives. But we are laying the path or laying the tracks west, right? We're saying, you know, at the, just like way back when, when they're, they said, what needs to happen is, is we need to connect Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal to the west. And there's this huge expanse in between. Uh, but we know that this is the plan. This is the goal. This is the purpose. This is the the vision that Sir John A. had, and I, I'm sure he was not alone in terms of the the people who grabbed hold of that vision and said, "You know, we need we need to do this to make Canada a country." Right. I, I mean, we're, today we're not talking about all the. Uh, kind of labor, unfair labor that went into the building of that. We're not we're not talking about any of that, but because there's all sorts of crazy stories around the building of the railroad and mm-hmm. how historically maybe some of us don't really like how that happened. But but what what we want to take out of the story today is the perseverance and the planning and the um, determination it took to get those tracks laid in places that it seemed impossible and they had obstacles and they had you know they needed i don't know, probably dynamite to blast through some places and sure. and you know when we think about our financial journey i think when dave and i were talking about this show we were he, he made a, a really clear uh you know point and we've talked about it before on this radio show but i guess for today it's really clear to me if if they wanted to connect Ottawa with the West, they were going to have the end destination in mind. How far are we going? Where are we laying that final track? And in our finances, we want to know, where do you want to go? Like, where do I want to go? Do we want, it's, you know, it's do we such want... A, it's such a cool metaphor. Like, when you think about it, the destination was the Pacific Ocean, right? Right. And, and so, in a sense... The destination was really clear, but we weren't sure about all the twists and turns and 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 things that were needed to happen and the ups and the downs. And in a sense, our financial lives are very much like that. Some of us, and this is really key, some of us actually don't even know 
really what the Pacific Ocean is for us. Uh, again, the, the, the North American Pacific Ocean, I would say, in terms of using the metaphor, is, is I'm going to retire into this ambiguous life where I essentially don't have to work or, or something. And, I, and I'm not sure I ascribe Subscribe, Sub- subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to the to that that oh the goal is so that I can you know golf all day and and not not work. I'm a uh, maybe I'm too much of a workaholic, Reb. You can shake your head yes, but uh, uh, no comment. <laughs> but the reality is, is the destination. What does that look like? 15, 20, 30 years down the road in terms of the life that you want to create. And then just recognizing, in a sense, you got to flow with the land. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be areas where the tractors can lay totally flat and it's going and you're laying it down in space. But here's another thing, like about the purpose. And I know Mm -hmm. I just interrupted you, but here's the thing. So the Pacific Ocean is the end goal. But was that really what the goal was? Mm -hmm. I mean, is... We can say vaguely, well, we want to retire well. Well, what does that really look like? Why do you want to retire? What What do you want to spend time with your kids? Do you think you're going to live with any of your children when you're older? Do you have enough cash right now? Do you want to do some traveling? Do you want to sell your house and get an RV and travel? Like, mm-hmm. what, what does that look like? Maybe it's actually not retiring. Maybe it's... It's doing foundation work, um, like with foundations. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's like it's a million things. The possibilities that our nation provides for us is huge. So, but the, what did they want to do? They wanted to connect the country. It wasn't just, oh, we just want a railway. No, they had something in mind. There was more of a purpose. And that was the purpose that kept them working through the hard places. Because you can't tell me that it didn't take blood, sweat and tears. And everyone, any reading you do on those surveyors about who were involved in surveying the land to get these tracks laid, they sacrificed family time. They sacrificed their health. They they were just so determined. And what was that? I mean, maybe they were motivated by the money. But sometimes, I mean, the obstacles they went through, I don't even know if money would was well, enough. And I think, again, the, the very little bit that, that we hear about Sir John A. And, and the people who were casting the vision, they were casting the vision for a railroad, yes. But they were casting a vision for a, a, a country, for a Canada, for a, um, you know, for a, a people that are going to inhabit this great land from sea to shining sea, right? That, mm-hmm. I mean, that was the vision that it wasn't just, hey, we're going to build a mode of transportation from point A to point B because, well, that's good for the economy, right? That is true, but the vision was, uh, and I think, that, again, making that correlation to our own vision, so many of us are in the paycheck to paycheck. Um, we've been, in a sense, handed this great Canadian dream, a great American dream of what it's supposed to look like. But the uh, again, if, if the railroad had been what it's supposed to look like, I'm not sure it would have even been built. Yeah. 
if they didn't have the hey we're in our own little world here yeah. in ottawa we're in our own little world here in toronto and and the hudson bay company well they own all that stuff over there and we'll just let them own that stuff no. and, and yeah there is a greater vision at work and i guess that's why we're talking about it today and you know what is our gr- great vision for our lives what is mm-hmm. as listeners what is yours you know what where are you going because if you don't know where you're going then the tracks you're laying like you got to know where you want to end up and if you want to end up in in a, with a nice retirement or if you want to end up in a certain at a certain place and destination what look at your life and look at how you're laying the tracks financially and i can hear you all in my head right now saying but i go paycheck to paycheck there's just not enough and i would say a lot of cases things are getting more expensive it is getting mm-hmm. harder and harder but you know pierre burton goes on to talk about these surveyors no life was harsher than that suffered by members of the canadian pacific survey crew none was less rewarding underpaid overworked they rarely saw their families it wasn't possible for mail to reach them they slept in slime and snow drifts suffered from sunstroke frostbite scurvy and fatigue they often fought with one another as happens when men are weary and they're thrown together for a long period of time yet they kept going year after year and what drove them they got to explore great sections of Canada. The first engineers scaled mountains that had never before been climbed. Yeah. They crossed lakes that had never known a white man's paddle. They forded rivers that weren't on any map. Each one walked with a uniform stride, developed through years of habit, measuring distances as they went, checking the altitudes, and examining the land with practiced gaze. You know, I read that, but I think, what does it take for us to get to the destination, you know, and if you guys listen to Dave Ramsey at all, he's pretty like harsh, like, you know, you know, you just got to sell the stuff. You know, Dave would say, sell your kids, but you know, I don't, I don't go for that. I don't propose you go sell your children. We're just joking, of course, but um, you know, what will, what will your determine, where will your determination take you to get the right financial tracks laid in your life? Mm-hmm. And, and next week's and, show, and we're going to talk me, more me, about that. And let me kind of, you know, remember that, I mean, the tracks that are laid right now in our current culture for us. So let someone else lay those tracks. Those tracks more often than not are going to lead to debt. They are going to lead to the burden of debt simply because that's the way our entire, our financial system, our culture, all of that is wrapped around the, the, the credit industry. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, again, it's, um, it's pushing back a little bit and saying, wait a minute, I want to get to this destination, whatever tracks you're laying down, but also recognizing that there is going to be, there's, there's going to be opposing, there's going mm-hmm. to be a, an opposition to that because the, the norm right now is if I want to buy a TV, it's don't pay a cent event for 12 months. If I want to, you know, buy groceries, I put it on the credit card and maybe I'll pay it at the end of the month. If, if I want to buy a car, no problem, 0% down and, and you, we can get you in that car. If I want to buy a house, you get a mortgage. All of these things, in a sense, the tracks have been laid. And they're very easy to go down. The credit tracks. The credit tracks, because it's like, okay, I'm standing at a 
you know, at a, a an intersection, and I have a decision: Do I go down and save some extra money so that I can buy whatever it is I want to buy, um, or do I just go down the credit track and and just get what I want now and pay extra for it down the road? Because it, in a sense, that's what happens with credit: is you you we get it up front, but we certainly pay it later. You know, I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, you oft, often say, and this is summarizing what you just said, our default is debt. Mm. So if we're not making an intentional plan to do life differently, we will go into debt because it's just so readily available. And I was thinking about um, the scripture verses that I had picked for today are out of Hebrews 12. And no, it doesn't cover financial stuff specifically, but there is one verse, you know, and in Hebrews 12 at the beginning, it says, you know, um, throw off everything that hinders the sin that so e- easily entangles run the race with perseverance that m- that is marked out for us fixing our eyes on jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith and then it goes on later in verse 12 it says therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed and i was thinking of these verses because you know what's the race that's marked out for you in christ what does that look like for you um, you know, to and that's keep, what we go back to the destination we were just talking about. That's right, the Pacific Ocean, right, right? Right. But if you don't know what your destination is, go to the Word of God and start uncovering who is God, who is Jesus, um, what what are you on this journey of life, and what what kind of great things has He prepared for you to complete on this earth while you're still here? Because that's what Scripture says. Mm-hmm. He's created all kinds of things. Work, work. Where is workmanship? that he's created to complete tasks on the earth and and to have relationship on the earth. And, when, and I and, love verse two. I mean, you kind of jumped over that. But I, I mean, the answer really is, and, and it sounds crazy in our finances, but the answer really is this. Fix your eye. Know that he has laid out a path for you. Know that he has laid out the marker points for you. But then our, our role is really, we got to fix our eyes on Christ. He is the pioneer, the perfecter of our faith, um, and it was not. And again, you keep reading in that in that uh, passage in in verse two and three. And Jesus, it wasn't easy. No, I mean, it, you know, I think uh, verse two f- finishes with for for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down on the at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such oppositions from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I mean, think about that in our financial, in our financial lives. How many of us just, you know, we take our eyes off Christ. We take our eyes off what the tracks that he has laid down for us. We know them in a lot of ways. They just get overwhelmed and they get bombarded with all of the distractions that happen in our lives. Um, and, and to just simply come back to it and say, wait a minute, the Jesus, I need to keep my focus on you. Jesus, mm-hmm. I just need to, to, in a sense, get to that place. Even in our finances, uh, one of the things that we say very often is make every spending decision a spiritual one. Bring every spending decision into the presence of God and mm-hmm. say, Christ, lead me here. How do I do this? 
How can we, if there doesn't seem to be enough, how can we be more efficient? Are there things that I can do to change or think differently? And, and Christ, who has gone before us, knows that. Well, I was just thinking of Jesus, like just sitting here thinking, well, he's the great surveyor, right? Mm-hmm. He was the, he sur- has surveyed the land. He went. Well, to, I love, he, but he you know, went, I'm going to go back to the feeding of the 5,000. This is exactly kind of the Jesus leading us and saying, oh, by the way, you know, there isn't enough food. You don't have enough. And he knew it. And then he says to the disciples, well, you guys feed them. And, and you know, again, I always see Jesus smirking a little bit to himself. But they come to Christ. They come and they say, well, this is impossible. We couldn't do it. And Christ leads them. He says, all right, so what do you, what do you have? Don't, don't look mm. at what you don't have. What do you but have? But look at what you have. And let's bring that to the Father and thank him for what he has given us. And then let's see how far that goes. Let's just yeah, see how that's, far that goes. That's quite amazing. You know, he's he's he surveyed the land. I mean, he came to earth because he knew uh, what was in man. He knew what was in us and mm-hmm. that how much help we needed. He remembers where dust that the scripture says. And he's he came to make a way for us. He made a way, a way to lay the tracks back to the father's Mm-hmm. into the Father's presence. Yeah. But he also lays the track out for us on earth saying, this is the way, walk in it. I, I've surveyed the land and we come up to a mountain and we're like, but, 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 you know, like I've got dental and bills or my kids' yeah. teeth are rotten and I've got to fix them. Or my car, our car recently <laughs> blew it. Anyway, and we're like, Lord, but that's what we do. He mm-hmm. wants us to look to him because he's just, hey, just keep going. Just take one day at a time. We're going to get, come to me. Keep, and keep your and eyes on he's me. either going to tell us to go around the mountain or he's going to give us the dynamite to blast the mountain. You know, we, it's, it's not predictable. He's also not predictable. He's, and, and he's following him. Isn't necessarily easy because what he asks us to do is trust him mm-hmm. and trust and faith. Is that's sometimes our obstacle in our financial journey, mm-hmm. the obstacle, the mountain to to laying tracks in the right direction is trust in God that He has got the best plan for us and that He knows the better way. And and you know going back to to where we started with the railroad tracks and going, you know, I I mean I don't know if Sir John A and all the people involved in that could could even imagine the 152 years later where we're able to drive that same course in our in our automobiles where <laughs> yeah. we can bike it we can walk it if we really want to but the the reality of what a significant change i mean they couldn't even imagine what that would look like um when they were laying those no. tracks down no and they did that's when i was reading about this i thought we know what mm-hmm. happened but they didn't. They didn't know that they were actually going to be successful. So we've got only a couple minutes left. And, and I was thinking there's, I want to leave you with kind of a little summary or a little nugget. So we're laying tracks and we do it with plans and with purpose. We do it with preparation and we do it with perseverance. So three P's just because it's well, whatever today. But I thought that's, that's the core, what we're talking about in our financial lives and also probably in other areas of life. And that's what we see in the laying of the foundation of Canada. It has been done with plans and with purpose. It's been done with preparation. And then it's done with perseverance where everybody comes together to, to work and say, all right, we're going to get this done 
come hell or high water, really, Mm -hmm. right? You know, as we look at that. Mm -hmm. So, Rev, why don't you pray? Father, I just thank you for these discussions that we have together and uh, how even while Dave and I talk on the show, I find that I I get revelation about who you are in the moment. And I just pray that what we've talked about today will cement itself in the lives of the listeners and they would hear what you would have to say to them about how to lay good tracks financially in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, and thanks for joining us today. What a crazy, just Rev and I together musing about the, the Canada. So enjoy your Canada. Celebrate the, the, the passion and, and, and enjoy. Go be with friends and family. It's a great time to just celebrate the country that we're in. And uh, if you need to hear the podcast, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, and of course on any of your podcasting platforms. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.